Life Happens Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. Welcome back to Life Happens on SFM 104 to 107, leading the conversation. It's still the holidays. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, if going out is not always your favorite thing, there's people like me who are homebodies. I'm a homebody. Uh, and you can always have a good read at home. We're joined by Alma, uh, who is the co-founder of the Cheeky Natives podcast. Alma, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How, how was you? Christmas? It was really good. I wasn't working, so I'm quite happy. So you were reading? <laughs> yes, I was. Okay, so how do we do this list of the top 10 uh, holiday reads? Do I go, I assume I go from 10 to 1 as opposed to 1 to 10. So it's not a numerical order. It's not a numerical uh, order, no. okay, because all the books are good. Okay, yes. let, let, let's t- start with Slay in Your Lane, the Black Girl Bible by Elizabeth and Yomi Adekoke. <laughs> Tell me about it. So I particularly loved this book because uh, when they wrote it, there were a bunch of early 20-year-olds. And um, Elizabeth had this love for self-help books like many of us. And she realized that what she was struggling with was that a lot of these books, as great as they were, didn't factor in the added complexities of being a black woman and what Mm. that means Mm. for the context in which these black British women found themselves in. So she and her friend, because things are better done in pairs, um, got together and they interviewed 39 women who offered the kind of advice that they wish they had received as teenagers and this really is like a bible of advice not just for young women but for women in general from women who are pioneers in their field Mm -hmm. so they interviewed 39 black women yes okay okay and then there's the perfect imperfections by makanaka mavengi no i didn't say that correctly either Yes. So, uh, Perfect Imperfections is by Makanaka Mavengere. And, uh, it tells. Monsaka. Monsaka, yes. Yeah. Uh, it tells the story of Maxine. And so Maxine is this young woman. She escapes this marriage to this older, abusive man. And she lands up in the city as a, as a domestic worker for, uh, these five very, very different women. And it, you almost, you get an intimate look into the lives of these women from a perspective that you don't often hear about. I mean, people are always telling us their helper stories. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's never the other way around. Of course, you never hear yeah. the other way around yeah. about, you know, how your helper feels about the socks that you leave lying around, for yeah. example. And know? how stinky they are. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, and so what kinds of things do they say? Uh, what I mean, does she say about her five employers? So she she gives you an intimate account of what it looks like to work with somebody so closely and to know them well, yeah. but to also not be in their circle yes. as, a, as a friend. Because they're your person. boss. Yes, they're yeah. your boss, but yeah. you're also the person that is in their home, that's working in their home. And, and know them very intimately. Yes, that see them at their lowest yes. in ways that other people may not because there's, there's the ability for them to keep up a facade yeah. outside of their home. And how different are the five bosses? They're very different. You, you have women who are some of them are like businesswomen. Some of them have what seem like these beautiful family lives. Um, but seems then she goes, like. Seems like. Yeah. Seems like. And, uh-huh. and I, I think she really shows the other side of what it means to have this intimate connection with people, but not necessarily be their friend or their lover. Mm-hmm. Okay, so The Well-Read Black Girl is You, but uh, this time around, it's written. the book is written by Gloria Deem. Yes, I love the story of how this book came about. I mean, Gloria Deem founded Well-Read Black Girl, uh-huh. which is a Brooklyn-based um, 
book club so mm-hmm. it's a physical book club but it also is this digital platform mm-hmm. and it really aims to uplift black women in writing mm-hmm. and then she got together some of the best like contemporary names mm-hmm. um, of black women writers in the US and they spoke about the first time that they saw themselves in literature mm-hmm. and I mean this book pays homage to amazing writers like Toni Morrison some of these essays are just so beautifully written I'd love to hear what they say about Toni Morrison Please get the book. I will get the book. <laughs> okay. Image in a mirror. So I I really enjoyed Image in a in a mirror. I mean, it tells the story of these two twins who are separated at birth, right? Well, not at birth, but separated as young children because their mother makes this very difficult decision to send one of them to live with relatives in in South Africa, and then one of the daughters stays with her in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And it it charts these very different coming of ages that these two women have. At what point do they get to find out they're twins? They always they know about each other. They know so about they each other. So they do know about each other. Yeah. But they only meet in their mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it makes for an interesting an interesting read. Uh the author's name is Ijangolet. Okay. Ijangolet is uh the author of Image in a Mirror. If you keep digging from Geletzo Mubai. Oh, I love short stories. I think they make such ideal reading for holiday time. Yeah. Because you can read it and then put it down and, and then still go. go do whatever and then uh, start yeah. another uh, yeah. uh, another short story when you come back. Yeah. What is what, what what which short story stands out for you if in if you keep digging? It's called Monkeys mm-hmm. and it was actually shortlisted for the Brittle Paper mm-hmm. Award for for fiction. Mm-hmm. And I think what she does so well in these stories is to take the stories of people whose voices would otherwise be marginalized Mm -hmm. and to bring them to the fore. You know, so it talks about post-democracy years in South Africa um, and it's really deeply concerned with what the daily lives of people that otherwise you'd be forgotten or just dismissed look like. And that's, Monkeys is such a beautiful story. Wow. Okay. So far, excuse me, we've reviewed Slay in Your Lane. Uh, the Black Girl Bible by Elizabeth uh, Uvibinene and Yomi Adegoke. Mm. Perfect Imperfections by Makanaka Mavengere Munsaka. The Well-Read Black Girl by Gloria Deem. Image in a Mirror by Ijangolet. And If You Keep Digging by Gilizum by Queenie Now. Queenie uh, by Candice Carty Williams. Tell me about Queenie. So Queenie, some reviews have called Queenie the Black British, uh, the Black Bridget Jones, <laughs> which I just think doesn't really pay enough respect to this book. Um, mm-hmm. It's such an interesting portrait of what love, of what race look like in, in the UK today, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, Queenie is this young black woman in her 20s. She's 25. Mm-hmm. She's having a quarter-life crisis. She has just had this... I never even knew there's such a thing. <laughs> a quarter-life crisis. It's a real yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a real millennials mm-hmm. are going through the most. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's just broken up with her boyfriend. She is doing the least for the most at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's had all of these problems at home as well, you know. And mm-hmm. she also, in one of the lines, she says that, I just feel like there's no space for me. Mm-hmm. And with all the conversations we've been having about taking up space, it's so interesting to have a novel that speaks about young black women feeling like there's just no space for them yeah. in a particular place. And I mean, it's it's a story about race. It's about gentrification. There's commentary even on like the history of gynecology just in one of the opening scenes mm. right? and the ways in which 
black women's bodies have traditionally been viewed, not just by doctors of the medical profession, but even just in the ways that they navigate the space. Mm, mm. So, yeah, I love it. It sounds to me like in your mind, you would love to have Zozibini write a story about this taking up space thing and, and, and how maybe she really took up space in New York in this one year. In fact, she must write a book and tell us yes. what New York was like for a year because she looks like she's living her best life there. Right? It's exciting. It's beautiful. Friday Black, Nana Kwame Ajay Brenya. So Friday Black, at face value, it's I mean it's also a short story collection, but at face value, it looks like it's it seems like it's this book full of violence and it's quite frightening. But when you look at the book deeper, it's quite a searing commentary on race in the US at this present moment. Mm. Um he uses a lot of contemporary examples that he weaves into into short stories. Mm-hmm. Um to sort of weave somebody called it dystopian political fiction, mm-hmm. which I found to be so particularly interesting. I mean, they talk about code switching in this book, you know. So one of the employees talks about how he has to moderate his blackness depending who he's talking to mm. and what he's planning to do. And, and I mean, th- that's something that a lot of black people around the world, even in this country, still have to deal with. Yeah. You moderate your blackness differently at the workplace, mm. you know, when you go home to the township, mm. when you are in the suburbs, so mm. uh, quite profound. Mm. And then, of course, Nick Mshongo's Black Tax. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for us to get here. Um. I mean, I've been waiting for us to get to all the books. Uh, <laughs> it's like asking who's my favorite child. Yeah. Uh, I think that this book is particularly significant because we're having a look at something that is a big thing for many everyday South Africans. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a real... Particularly cons- from this festive season that we just right? came from. Yeah? Yes. That we are in. That we are in still. And yes. the January that we're going into. Yes. January. Yeah. Yes. yes. You yes. know, and I mean, it says that for some people, it's a, it's a secret torment. It's a proud responsibility for others, but it's just a daily, it's a responsibility and a daily reality for mm. many mm. black South Africans, mm. you know. So you get a range a of A rite of passage you, you don't have a choice in. Unfortunately, right, Uh, with regards to historical context, Mm -hmm. to the ways in which we find ourselves in situations that may not have necessarily been of our own doing, Mm -hmm. you know, and black tax is an important conversation. I think that this book covers that because it's such a variety of voices. You know, it says that it's a proud responsibility for some. It's a secret torment for for some, you know, and it's the idea that blackness is not this monolithic identity, Mm -hmm. that we can have different experiences, even among black people, even with something as black, like black tax, right? Mm -hmm. That's an everyday reality for so many. Mm-hmm. So There's many no one way to be black ever anywhere. Never. Yeah. Not even in South Africa. Not even in South Africa. Uh, I thought this was interesting. They called me queer. Yes. Uh, uh, compiled by Kim uh, Van Vogel and Kelly Eve Goopman. Yeah, um, so I'm a little bit biased because my co-founder wrote the blurb. The co- one of the co-founders of the Cheeky Natives podcast. Yes, oh. the only co-founder, oh. the only other co-founder. Oh, oh okay, there's, um, there's two of you. Yes. Okay, yeah. He wrote the blurb for, for this book, which is a, it's a collection by Africans mm-hmm. who self-identify as being lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and, as- and asexual. Right? LGBTQI+. Plus. Yes. I-A+. Plus. I'm very very PC here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think that it was important because in many, many occasions, South Africa's constitution gets lauded for being, you know, this very forward thinking, progressive constitution. But 
you juxtapose that against the way people are treated on the ground yes, yes. versus the, the, the how advanced the constitution was when they were thinking and wrote these words and people are like well constitution this we're doing something different yes yeah. and I, I love this because not only does it speak about the difficulties that queer people face but in many ways it also speaks about their joys and their triumphs mm. right? and I, I loved that, that that we also heard those stories because we hardly ever hear those we hear the challenges we hear the lesbian killings we hear uh, you know uh, judgment mm. uh, we hear uh, religious people mm. uh, putting their views on, on, on what should be you know so you never ever hear a simple and easy love story for example mm. where just a girl a girl loved a girl and, and that's mm. it yeah and um, you've just made me think of one of Kolega Putsuma's poems you mm-hmm. know about black joy mm-hmm. she says how come when you ask me about my childhood you never want to hear about Were the joy happy? the mm. happiness mm. you know I, that's why I particularly loved this that there was so many different stories mm. yeah. okay Talk of the Town by Fred Kumalo Fred Kumalo is a fave. Um, I love this because it's a it's a short story collection as well, mm-hmm. which is perfect holiday reading. But he, Fred Kumalo is so great at exploring identities, mm-hmm. you know. And so there he explores identities and tales about um, foreign nationals in South Africa, about xenophobia, about what it's like to be a South African abroad, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and in many ways, this also about township life mm-hmm. you know so in many ways the collection is heart-wrenching you want to cry in some places but you also laugh mm-hmm. you know you also you re- he regards you with tales that i think that you can relate to if you grew up in a township for example you know if you've ever been abroad and had to navigate that space as well yeah okay so um you know we're going into january mm-hmm. uh with its 62 days <laughs> so with the last <laughs> bit of money that uh, people have before the 62 days of of January begin. If I were to say to you, recommend at least three of these books for people to go buy as they navigate that long month of January, which ones would they be? And I know it's unfair because you said <laughs> earlier, that's like asking me to choose oh which goodness. one of my children is my favorite. So of these 10 children you currently have, uh, which three would you recommend? Uh, so definitely Slay in Your Lane. Slay in Your Lane. The Black, by, Girl Bible. The Black Bell Bible by Elizabeth Ovi Binene and Yomi Adigoke. Yeah. Yes. Um, if You Keep Digging. By Keletzo Mubai. Yes. And this is so hard. I'm sorry. Uh, it's January. You have to think <laughs> about January. People don't have money. Okay. Um, oh, this is difficult. I'm I'm going to have to say Friday Black. Friday I Black. I loved Friday Black. Okay. Okay. So listen, anyway, if you're rich and you can afford it, let's go through the names of the books again. It's Lay in Your Lane, which is one of the books that she double recommended uh, for you to buy if you uh, have some money left over and help you navigate <laughs> the, the worries of January. Slay in Your Lane uh, is the Black Girl Bible by Elizabeth Uvia Binene and Yomi Adigoke. And uh, number two on the list that uh, we had today is Perfect Imperfections by Makanaka Mavengere Munsaka and The Well-Read Black Girl by Gloria Deem. <clears throat> 
image in a mirror, Ijangole. Uh, and if you keep digging, Baikeleta Mubai is the second one in the three that I asked her to recommend. She's giggling, uh, but we're thinking about money issues, okay? Uh, and Queenie, uh, the book by Candice Carty Williams. Friday Black is the third one that uh, she recommends by Nana Kwame Ajay Brenya and Black Tax, uh, which is edited by Nikki Mtlongo. And They Called Me Queer, um, uh, which uh, is compiled by Kim Van Fuchel and Kelly Yves Goopman. You said one of the co-founders of your podcast did what with this book? He wrote the blurb. Oh, so he wrote right the on blurb. The okay. The book, yeah. okay. And The Talk of the Town by Fred Kumalo. Uh, so, yeah, those are the top 10 holiday reads uh, that we're suggesting uh, from the co-founder of the Cheeky Natives podcast. Anything that you're looking forward to starting? So that I you haven't started. Oh, I j- I'm on the last chapter. Okay. Of H. J. Golakai's perfect score of the scores. Mm-hmm. She also wrote the Lazarus Effect. Um, and she's also just been nominated for the <coughs> Moreland Scholarship, mm-hmm. um, the prize for writing. Mm-hmm. She's a brilliant writer, and uh, Bernadine Evaristo, mm-hmm. girl, woman, other, mm-hmm. who just won, who co-won the book with that other with that other book <laughs> that other author the shade of it <laughs> the shade of it you call it shade uh, <laughs> call it archiving okay. uh, so i'm quite looking forward to to starting that book i'm quite excited okay to, to see what she holds in store it was lovely to have you here it was lovely to be here it was lovely okay uh go, make sure you go to the podcast uh, the chicken natives uh to hear alma Kele, who speaks so glowingly about all of the books that she reads <laughs> I just I just want her to read them for me because I just want to hear her reviews. Listen to our podcast. Uh, I'll listen to your podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's uh, 2.56 news coming up at 3 o'clock with Nandika Piyakas.